0: Hi everybody, I'm Dennis Prager, and this is my home, my fireside, my dog, my chat. So it's the fireside chat. It's great to be with you every week. I have been traveling so much, but if I'm home one day, in in, I, I make sure that I have the fireside chat with you. It's very important to me. And as I go through the airports of the world, really, not just the U.S., I realize how many people watch, and it's it just increases its importance to me i want to tell you though that before we begin today's episode of the fireside chat is sponsored by colorado christian university ccu online has partnered with prageru to offer adults the opportunity to pursue an accredited degree taught with conservative values ccu online offers more than 80 academic programs Designed specifically for adult learners most classes at CCU online are only five weeks long so you can take one class at a time for the rest of life's adventures all courses incorporate a Christian centered worldview that has been a cornerstone of the university for more than a century so whether you need to finish your bachelor's degree or start your master's or a doctorate degree you should consider attending CCU Online go to PragerU.com Slash CCU and fill out the form to receive more information on the school You'll get connected with an enrollment counselor Who can help put together a degree plan that fits your schedule. That's PragerU.com slash CCU So I always have so much on my mind that I'd like to talk to you about when I open up these fireside chats and then take your questions And what, uh, in discussing this with the folks who put the uh, the fireside chats together, we 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 thought that it would be very important to deal with the issue of the accusation made uh, often by folks on the left that people who are on the right or even in the center or even liberals exaggerate. The threats that come from the left and again not not from liberals but from the left and I have a video at PragerU on the differences between liberalism and leftism I wish liberals knew this we would solve all our problems in one fell swoop if liberals understood the threat that leftism is to liberal values like free speech so I'll start with free speech oh you're exaggerating you know there's really no threat to free speech or it's only a threat to hate speech but, of course, as as I, I I just don't understand that people don't intellectually get, if you forbid hate speech, then you're forbidding free speech because you' you declare speech you don't agree with hate speech, and that ends it. And what it means is that the majority gets to shut down the minority. That's what it means, obviously. We have the power to shut you down because we think you're engaged in hate speech. So we'll shut you down. So all it is is it's a it's a green light to suppress minority speech. I don't mean racial minority. I mean ideological minority opinion minority. Your opinion is in the majority. You can shut anybody down. Once you say that a hate speech can be shut down in light of this i do want to remind you that no safe spaces the movie that adam Carroll and i are featured in is making its way through america it's a magnificent movie and i'm I'm not saying it because i'm in it i happen to be in a magnificent movie but i didn't make the movie so i have no compunctions about telling you how powerful it is and it's a wake up call to americans and for that matter canadians and for that matter people all over the world As to what is happening on campuses in shutting down free speech it's very scary actually this I this is the one thing I must admit I didn't predict I've studied the left my whole life but I was so certain that there's one thing that all Americans are united on And that was that famous statement. I may not agree with what you say But I will fight to the death for your right to say it that was that was as American as the star-spangled banner the national anthem of the country Not anymore No, people will fight to the death for you not to be able to say it This is a very scary thing very scary People look at evil and they think Ooh, really evil people people who wake up in the morning and say I'm gonna do evil are the cause that's not true very few people who do evil wake up in the morning and think hey today's a great day to do evil it doesn't happen the vast majority of, of ideological evil I'm not talking about individual psychotic individuals who are sadists and and just cruel human beings The great majority of ideological, of of almost all ideological evil is not done by people who think they're doing evil. It's done by people who think they're doing good. That's the reason that we don't want people to have much power over other people, because they'll get it wrong. That That was the amazing achievement of America to say is the only country ever founded on the idea of limited government. Because the founders of America didn't trust the government not to suppress people. And they're right. That's what they do, governments. They take away people's liberties. So this is not an exaggeration. This, this, This fear that conservatives and some liberals have, that the left wants to squelch free speech, Just this week in America on NPR, National Public Radio, was a discussion about how the First Amendment to the Constitution guaranteeing free speech really doesn't mean hate speech. But who determines what's hate speech? That's the whole point, right? So we're not exaggerating how how big a threat this is. Not at all. Here's another example of, oh, the right wing or conservatives are exaggerating. Uh, You could watch it, and you should. I was on the uh, very popular American television show, uh, Bill Maher's. What is Bill Maher's program called? Uh, It's got a a name, but everybody knows it as a Bill Maher show. Overtime? No. M-A-H-E-R. Just look it up and tell me, and I'll, I'll tell you. Real time. That's it. Real time with Bill Maher. So Bill Maher is on the left. Although I I consider Bill Maher more liberal than leftist because he takes issue with the left on a number of issues, to his credit, by the way. But uh, the whole audience is on the left. The other guests were on the left. I was alone, which, by the way, I love because it means that I am getting to speak in a place that completely disagrees with me. If I have my choice, i much rather speak to people on the left than people on the right but they don't give me much of a choice because they don't invite us. We invite them all the time, but they very rarely invite us. But he did invite me, and I mentioned, among other things, some of the the untruths that come out of the left. And I said, for example, that men menstruate. Men have periods. And everyone laughed, the whole audience, hundreds of people laughed at me as if I made it up. There's a perfect example of, oh, we, they make things up. Things aren't as bad as the right says about well, what we on the left do. But of course it's true. You look it up, it's, it's all over. One of the biggest companies in, in the world, Procter & Gamble, uh, uh, produces pads for women for their period. And it's they're called Always. That's the name of the product. And it had a female symbol on it for all the years that it's been made. They've taken it off because, after all, Not only women need menstrual pads That's right Here look at this. This is uh, this is from Parents magazine and Instagram. Can you zoom in on this this kid? This is this is first of all to even have a kid with such a sign Is so disruptive of their innocence? Some men have periods too if I can get it so can you the left has been robbing children of innocence my whole lifetime. This is just another example. With their sex education courses at a very early age. Isn't that amazing? Some men have periods too. So we, we the, the the whole the whole male female and there's no such thing as as men and women it's it's all subjective. I mean, this is just staggering. Then uh, we're mocked for, oh, the, uh, the conservatives make up this war on Christmas nonsense. There's no war on Christmas. Of course there's a war on Christmas. I mean, to deny it is to, is to live in, in, in a make-believe land. America went from routinely saying Merry Christmas on television, radio, Uh, in in stores at schools to sing happy holidays why did that happen because they decided it is not a good thing schools had Christmas vacations not anymore they have midwinter vacations or winter vacations businesses all had Christmas parties not anymore they they have holiday parties and I, I've, I've always tempted to say, what holiday did you have in mind? And, and then, then deny that there's a war on Christmas? When, when everywhere possible, the word is actually dropped in favor of holiday? Please, I mean, a, a intellectual honesty is called for here. Of course there's a war on Christmas and there's a war on Christianity. And I'm a Jew telling you this. You're lying to yourself, which is the most dangerous form, and to others if you deny there's a war on Christianity. Christianity is loathed by the left because it's the last large scale opposition to leftism. It's the last one standing. And a lot of Christians have, have bent. And, you know, they'd rather be liked by the New York Times than, than hated by the New York Times. So they take on. Um, the values of the left. The Pope has. The Pope of the Catholic Church is is a Catholic in name and in, and in, and in emotional solidarity, but in values the man is a man of the left, as so many Catholics are in, in Latin America where they've studied liberation theology. It is, it, you know, it would be more admirable if people would say look of course we're making war on Christmas of course we're announcing that men can menstruate of course we're doing X and Y of course we're suppressing free speech at least admit it (laughs) but to do it and deny it and call the people who are saying you're doing it wrong this is beyond belief it's 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 really it's a frightening moment in history in which we live and I don't get frightened easily The suppression of speech is such, do you know that people come to me in airports? Yes, I know this is astonishing. And they will look around and then say, I'm a conservative. People are afraid to, let alone voted for Donald Trump. Whatever you think of Donald Trump, people should not have to hide the fact that they voted for one of the two major party nominees for president of the United States. Nobody ever had to hide the fact that you know I, I voted for Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton. It, it's, it's not the America that uh, I grew up in. In this regard, in these regards, where it, you you just knew this guy voted for Republican, this guy voted for Democrat. You both had a you, you both went for a beer. That's the way it should be. But it's not. You voted for Trump, we'll spit on you, literally. To which people on the left would say, well, you deserve to be spat on, (laughs) which doesn't negate my point, does it? We're not making stuff up about what the left is doing. I wish we were. All right, let me go to your, uh, let me go to your, Questions here by the way you know it's painful for me to talk about that stuff because I rather talk to you about character and religion and kindness and a lot of other things but we have a terrible war on our hands in the West and especially in the English-speaking countries it's not I mean, it's not just in the West Hong Kong is battling for its liberty. It's the most obvious battle in the world today for freedom. Isn't it amazing? I want to just say one more word on that. I'm thinking about that. I understand a lot of the, the bad that people do. I understand people who rob banks. There's money there people want money I get it I understand men sexually harassing women men men want women Uh, the the urge for a woman and to touch a woman is 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 incredibly powerful I get it it's wrong just like robbing a bank is wrong but I understand it but there are other things that I just I don't understand I don't understand wanting power over other people I may be a a freak in that way by the way I admit it maybe that's a natural human condition to want to control other people that is the defining element of the Left wanting to control other people conservatism says leave me alone and leftism says I want to control you people love it I will control how you speak what you say the legend in Canadian broadcasting in sports was just fired at the age of 85 he is the biggest legend in hockey announcing hockey is the national sport of Canada because he said that in honor of the Canadians who died fighting for Canada and for freedom like in World War II and in in, Vietnam and in Korea So they wear a a little red poppy for a day on their Memorial Day or Veterans Day. I don't know what they call it in Canada. And he said, you know, those of you who are uh, who came here from abroad, you should be wearing this. You you want our milk and honey, but you should also want to identify as Canadian. He was fired. The. The. The control over others, that's what got Jordan Peterson started. Jordan Peterson was not a political man, but he said, I'm not going to let the province of Ontario tell me what pronouns I have to use. But in Canada, they tell you, Canada is more uh, repressive than the United States, has no First Amendment. People want control over others. It's mind-boggling to me. As I said, I understand a lot of sins, but not that one. I have zero desire to control anybody else. Zero. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's see. We have a, uh, where is the, um, where's our question? There it is. So, we have a video question, which we begin with. Ta-da, look at that, I have this down. Okay, hi. Hey Dennis, my name is Julia Oates. I'm currently a college student at Bethany Global University. I'm 18 years old and I'm also a Prager Force member. My question for you today is where has been your favorite place you've traveled to and what has been one memorable experience you've had while traveling? Thank you. Well, thank you. I am asked that question a lot what I've been to 130 countries 50 states it's a lot of travel so people ask, so what's your favorite they people love favorites I'm asked all the time what's my favorite cigar and I always disappoint people and by I, I answer I ask them what's your favorite food people don't have a favorite food because let's say your favorite food is pizza one of the most popular foods there is How long would it take you to get sick of pizza right if you waited every day for a week I think it wouldn't even take a week till you would be sick of pizza so what does it even mean your favorite it's an interesting question when you think about it do I have a favorite cigar I smoke different cigars all the time I love that I love variety so uh, but I I mean I have some that I like more than others It's true but I, I love I love variety so does everybody else so the question is completely understandable so, in light of what I, despite what I just said, I'm still gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you a couple of answers. So, after 130 countries and going abroad every single year since I was 20, I would tell you this depends on what you want. For example, if you want gorgeous scenery, some countries come to mind. If you want super friendly people, some countries come to mind. If you want obnoxious people, some countries come to mind. But most people don't look for the latter. You know, Dennis, I really want to have an awful experience. Where should I visit? <laughs> so uh, I would say this. I tell people for sheer color, I, and that's not a fully definable Uh, term but for sheer color I would go to India. India is so different and I don't mean Mumbai or Bombay I mean you know gigantic cities are pretty much the same in in many ways all over the world you know Sydney and New York and London are essentially identical Uh, but uh, but outside of those cities And and outside of Bombay let's say I mean for example to walk in a street in India and you're walking by lovely uh, shops and next to you is a cow that's a remarkable thing to encounter in life because outside of India you, you don't meet cows walking on the sidewalk or in the street with you I mean just giving you one example the way people are dressed is often different Uh, The food is magnificent. Anyway, I've always had a great time. I've been to India four times and so uh, Whenever I then think of India interestingly, I think in terms of sheer interest Israel and then I realize something Israel and India are essentially the only two countries with their own religions So that makes a different culture obviously Israel is in many ways western and it's, it's it's effortless i mean you're not gonna bump into a cow uh, obviously in a street in tel aviv but uh, it it's it is different i mean what other society basically shuts down uh, every saturday it, it, or or in many ways shuts down i mean there is no other it's because it's the only jewish society so the Sabbath is Saturday. Now, non non observant Israelis, which is most is- Israelis, will drive. Uh, the the religious do not, but it's still much quieter. And on the most holy of Jewish days, Yom Kippur, there's no traffic. You can walk on highways, not streets. Highways. You could take your kid in a stroller. So it, it's, those are the those are you know. That's the Hindu country. I know um, that Bali is Hindu, I know, and Nepal somewhat. But essentially, India is the Hindu country. Israel is the Jewish country. So that's a fascinating aspect. Uh, a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous uh, scenery. Many countries have gorgeous scenery. The United States and Canada have un- unbelievable uh, scenery. I mean, just as an example, so for those of you, many, most of you are American, not all by any means you have it uh, in your backyard uh, Europe has gorgeous scenery uh, the island of Taiwan is gorgeous in fact Taiwan's other name is Formosa Formosa mean in Portuguese means beautiful and it was the Portuguese who were the Westerners who first got there and so they named it Ilha Formosa a beautiful island and it is it, it's quite it's quite small a relative obviously to China it's tiny uh, but uh, Then there's people I was making a list of the friendliest peoples and I, I was thinking and not a, this is not in order and it's completely subjective so uh, uh, Filipinos and uh, And and Dutch the Dutch Italians um, God I had a, I had a I had a list I, I Have to write it down for myself but uh, those those strike me. Ethiopians, now here's the irony. I've not been to Ethiopia. I've been to 20 African countries, but not Ethiopia. But the Ethiopians that I have met in America, and there are many Ethiopians in America, I've been inordinately friendly human beings. And I tell them that. (laughs) I tell them if my Uber driver's Ethiopian or or whomever, you know, I think you're among the friendliest people in the world. And he goes, we are. <laughs> and I get it. They, they should. They should know they are. So I don't know if Italians has gone to the next generation, but I. But historically, it's a lot of fun to visit Italy for the Italians. Uh, and uh, I, I do find the Dutch quite friendly. Quite a number of trips to uh, to Holland. So anyway, there there. The truth is, you should go everywhere. Thanks for the question. Oh, you wanted to know one uh, incredible experience. You know what remind me I'm gonna do this I'm gonna give you a series of hilarious experiences I have had while traveling I'll do that as an opening uh, an opening statement one day uh, and I'll leave it for that all right so thank you very much okay cord 33 San Diego why does Dennis believe the media left gets away with so much deceit who's gonna call them on it The, the rest of the media Pamela 75 Tucson, Arizona My husband and I travel frequently by car in the US Homelessness appears to be increasing your opinion on why and what to do. Thank you We should do what was done in the past. There were vagrancy laws. You can't live in the street You can't hang out just in the street it, 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 a civilization cannot allow vast numbers of people to live in its street it, it, it ends higher civilization as we know it it's it's so obvious I mean there we're getting you know diseases that were conquered are being are, are spreading again fecal matter is, is, is left outdoors of from, from people uh, who are, are defecating in public it's it's a scandal, and people keep electing the same people to do it again. Aiden, thirteen years old, Warren, New Jersey. Hello, Mr. Prager. I've been a follower of the Fireside Chat for almost half a year now, and I've certainly gained much wisdom from them at the ripe old age of thirteen. How do we know liberty, life, and the pursuit of happiness, as well as the Bill of Rights, are God-given? Where does it say in the Bible slash Torah these things? Did God come Himself? Sarcasm, and tell the founding fathers that these certain things were unalienable. I'd love for you to clear this up for everyone. God bless. Okay. Uh, we don't know. We don't know anything with regard to God. We believe. I've, I've, I'm fully a- at home with that. All we know is that. Without God, they're not unalienable If rights don't come from God Then they're not unalienable Only if they only if we believe or posit that they come from God Can they not be taken away by man if they if they were given by men then men can take them away obviously so this is this is our belief that God wants us to be free they, it's cited I mean on the Liberty Bell the most famous symbol of the American Revolution it has a verse and it's from the Bible from the Torah from Leviticus chapter 25 and you shall proclaim Liberty throughout the land through to all its inhabitants the two biggest things that God does in the Old Testament are creation and Exodus God didn't have a very high opinion of slavery he preferred people to be free if the biggest intervention that God did is the Exodus, I think it's a statement about God's antipathy to the unfree state. So all everything is posited. We don't know, correct? But we we have logic. What's our time frame? Twenty-nine. Whoa. Okay. Jada in Brisbane, Australia, 12 years old. Hi, Jada. Dear Mr. Prager, I like watching your show with my mum and dad. Hi, mum and dad. Otto reminds me of my dog, an Australian bulldog. Are there Australian bulldogs? Yes. Why didn't I know that? Do they look like an English bulldog? I got to look that up. The faces he occasionally pulls are funny occasionally he's like a perpetual funny machine even when he's sleeping and his tongue is hanging out he cracks me up I would like your advice how do I effectively respond to teachers forcing their leftist ideals into my classroom while still remaining respectful thank you in advance for your input well you do you should always be respectful state your case and but adopt my motto. It's has been effective for all of my 37 years in American radio I prefer clarity to agreement Don't try to win an argument try to establish clearly where you differ and Then put it that way listen, I, I really I'm not interested in arguing. I want to understand where we differ And that is so effective Then the the other person's not on the defensive and they just say okay, so I understand so so you believe that The more benefits people receive the better it is for the people And I believe the more benefits people receive from the government The more power it gives to the government and the the more dignity it takes away from people receiving those benefits Just as an example, that's all so we're not arguing We're just explaining where we differ and even perhaps why we differ keep it respectful watch me on Bill Maher I mean there there I I mean it was a rare case of um, I did raise my voice but I was respectful I didn't I didn't insult anybody and everybody there dis- disagreed with me but uh, that's that's a great attitude to have I prefer clarity to agreement I believe uh, married couples or couples in general should adopt that motto listen honey Instead of arguing, maybe we will argue, but before we argue Let's try to figure out where it is. We disagree It's incredibly helpful couples have adopted that and then they go well The difference isn't that great as it turns out or you clarify the difference and then the person says well That isn't exactly what I think Once it's clarified for them what they think or what you think You may not want to uh, really argue. So, prefer clarity to agreement. That's a winner. All right, my friends. Great to be with you. On behalf of the star of the show, Otto, you're the man. Was he asleep the whole time? Oh, there he is. Oh, look. Say hi to everybody, Otto. You have so many fans, Otto. It's mind boggling. Okay. And i got to look up Australian Bulldog now. Thanks for being with me. See you next week. I'm Dennis Prager, and there is no end. I'm I'm Dennis Prager. CCU exists to train leaders. We want to build the church, we want to engage the culture, but we want to help you prepare for your calling. Our adult and graduate studies programs give adult students the opportunity to earn their degree at their own pace, whether you're studying at home, the office, or somewhere in between. The possibilities for online education are now endless. However, many students who enroll in online programs don't finish. Why is that? Because they don't have the support team to help them get through the program. And that's part of the CCU difference. We do have that team to help you not only orient you to studying online, but also to help you finish the program, get your degree, and achieve your goals.